Two days later, the girl called Dane watched rain fall outside the cave where she and her friends had taken refuge. For someone Broke Fang regarded as Pack, she looked quite human. She was five foot five, slim for her fourteen and a half years, with blue-gray eyes the color of the clouds overhead. Her curly brown hair was tightly pinned up, her clothes as practical as her hairstyle, a blue cotton shirt, tan breeches, and soft-soled boots. Around her neck, a heavy silver claw hung on a leather thong. She played with the claw, thinking. She had been born in mountains like these, in a town called Snowsdale over the border in Gala. The first twelve years of her life were spent there, before she lost her family. When she left Gala to serve the king and queen of Tortal, she had hoped that she might never see the mountains again. And here she was, in a place that could be Snowsdale's twin. Soon she would be with the wolves that had hunted in her old home. They had left soon after she did. Fleetfoot and Russet, her guides, had told of fleeing human hunters to find their new home by the long lake. What would it be like to see them again, to be with them again? What are you thinking of? A light male voice asked from deeper inside the cave. You look grim. Dane turned around. Seated cross-legged by the fire, a traveling desk on his knees, was her teacher, the wizard Numer Salmaline. He wore his springy mass of black hair tied into a horsetail, away from his dark face and out of his brown eyes. His inkbrush was dwarfed by the hand that held it, an exceptionally large hand that was graceful in spite of its size. I'm just wondering if Onua is managing the rider horses all right without me. I know the king told her he needed us to come here, but I still feel as if I should be helping her. The man raised his eyebrows. You know very well Onua managed the rider horses for years before you came to work there. What's really bothering you? She made a face. She never could distract him when he wanted to know something. I'm scared. He put down his brush and gave her his full attention. What of? She looked at her hands. They were chapped from cold, and this was only the third week of September. Remember what I told you? That I went crazy and hunted with wolves after bandits killed Ma and Granda and our animals? He nodded. They helped you to avenge the deaths. What if it happens again? When I see them, what if I forget I'm human and start thinking I'm a wolf again? I'm supposed to have control of my wild magic now, but what if it isn't enough? She rubbed her arms, shivering. May I remind you that the spell that keeps your human self apart from your magic self is one I created? He teased, white teeth flashing in a grin. How can you imply a working performed by your obedient servant? He bowed, an odd contortion in a sitting man. Might be anything but perfect? More seriously, he added, Dane, the spell covers all your contacts. You won't lose control. What if it wasn't the magic? What if I simply went mad? Strong teeth gripped her elbow hard. 
Dane looked around into the bright eyes of her pony, Cloud. If I have to bite you to stop you feeling sorry for yourself, I will, the mayor informed her. You are being silly. Numair, used to these silent exchanges, asked, What does she say? She says I'm feeling sorry for myself. I don't think she understands. I understand that you fidget over stupid things. Cloud released Dane's elbow. The stork man will tell you. Don't fret. Remember, you allowed me into your mind when you first came to Tortal. If there was a seed of genuine madness there, I would have found it. Dane smiled. There's folk who would say you're the last man to know who's crazy and who's not. I know a cook who won't let you in his kitchen, a palace quartermaster who says he'll lock you up if you raid his supplies again. Enough.